Please note that the following podcast includes discussions of crimes and violence. It may contain graphic descriptions that could be disturbing to some listeners. The show also features talk about the consumption of cannabis, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes um episode uh 39 of getting high with your crime the episode where melissa now has covid but i test but i tested negative today <laughs> hey. um and then fyi if you're listening and you hear this sexy voice coming through um, I was not with Linnea on the last episode, so I did not catch the COVID from her. It, no, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's not Linnea's fault. I just wanted to like preface that because you know you did have it last episode. That's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But it's not because we were <laughs> in the same room that I now have it. Not unless all of a sudden that coronavirus can go through the interwebs. <laughs> oh, I'm toxic. <laughs> could you imagine? You couldn't even have Zoom meetings. <laughs> Don't give the government these ideas, Linnea. Oh, fuck. I'm sure they're already thinking about this shit anyway. So, you know. Long probably got a plan for that. <laughs> there was probably somebody in the government like 10 years ago going, TM, TM, TM. Like, oh, <laughs> my idea. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we're good. We're not doing that. But, yeah, having the vid is like. Getting hit by a freight train. It's so many things. <laughs> <laughs> got hit I... by all of them. Yeah, like I'm, I t- I'm not testing positive anymore, but I, my taste is still not back completely. I can mm-hmm. taste certain things, like um, candy is starting to make sense again, except for mint. Mint still is not quite there, um, and uh, I can taste pickles as <gasps> they're supposed to taste. Goodness. Can't taste chicken the way it's supposed to taste. <laughs> it still it's tastes not like not. Favorite. No, it just doesn't really taste like anything at all to me. <laughs> So, just oh, protein. Yeah, Tex- protein well, texture in your. Well, it's like something. There's something to it, but it's definitely not chicken. But at least not everything smells like rotting fish anymore. So that's good. Are you serious? Yeah, I had that problem. I was cutting an orange, and to me, the orange smelled like rotting fish, but tasted kind of like a juicy, sweet something. <laughs> like it tasted good but not like said. an orange <laughs> oh like a peach <laughs> oh but but i know where you went but no not that <laughs> ew you like a bag of smashed assholes i'm an asshole yes okay so i don't know do we want to dig into this one yeah. I mean, um, like, what's our alternative choice? I might zone out. So, like, just, you know, FYI, I'm I'm here, but I might zone out. I did I did catch up on what's happening, and I, this is a really crazy episode, FYI. Yeah. It really is. Totally. Anyway. Um, I'm here, though. I'm here for it. Yes. Mostly in body. <laughs> Through the interwebs. <laughs> through, the, through the interwebs, not in your same space body. Wow. Oh, yeah, this is not. And I'm, no, I'm not high. But she's talking like she is. Great. Good times. Everybody should this not. You, pro- you probably have the fever crazies right now. So well, that might be, I haven't checked my temperature. Well, 
the really? random sweating and stuff kind of leads me to believe that that I, yeah my, just my <laughs> arm feels sweaty like I can feel every pore in my arm has like a droplet on it like just wait wait till you wake up at three in the morning and you're laying literally in a puddle and your blankets feel like wet blankets that happens because they literally are wet blankets of your sweat <laughs> that happens anyway because i'm just at that age that that's the thing in medicine and blah 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 oh this will be a whole new intensity to that oh great <laughs> <laughs> like i'm talking you could wring out your blanket and physically have sweat. oh it was bad <laughs> it's sucky yes okay well episode 39 um this was one that uh i think uh i just saw like a quick little five second thing on the internet somewhere about it and for some reason it just grabbed my attention it was didn't even have anything to do with the fact that i listened to or read about it at all yet it was just it just something about it just said hey you need to look into this one and just see how nuts it is so Mm -hmm. that's what i did so this one is about samantha josephson and this is down in uh, south carolina so samantha josephson (laughs) josephson sorry was born august 13th of 1997 uh the in princeton new jersey so she grew up but she grew up later in robbinsville so she was described as having a bubbly social and cheerful personality uh and she liked to make friends um via like school sports such as like soccer and uh basketball yeah that was the other one all all american girl yeah like hey yeah your stereotypical american teenage girl who's literally like the one everybody looks up to so the lead in the movie yeah she would be if not the lead she'd be like right close to the top yeah 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 so uh a lot of people said that samantha was a joy to be around and that they always enjoyed having her in their presence So Samantha and her parents began to tour colleges and universities while Samantha was still in high school. And she quickly fell in love with the University of South Carolina. Like, like if you could, like, you remember teenage brains when we had crushes on boys and stuff, like you all you could think about was that one thing. That's what I picture how crazy she was about the USC. USC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When it came time to apply to schools, USC was the only one she applied to imagine that (laughs) yeah so you and of course you know being who she was and an upstanding citizen in her school uh the usc accepted her application um which i'm sure made her extremely happy so uh in august of 2015 samantha began her college career she was aiming to be a political uh she was aiming to be in the political science major and while attending usc samantha met a young man by the name of greg and the two seemed to hit it off and began dating each other. Now, I know there's pictures of her and him together. And, like, they they literally look like they were born to be with each other. Like, they just... You can just see the connection in the photos. It's just cute. Break that. Oh. Did I lose you, Linnea? No, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, so... She met this man named Greg, um, and they hit it off. So Greg considered himself very fortunate to have someone like Samantha in his life. He admired how true to herself she was, and they spent a lot of time together, as you do as a new couple. So Samantha had even joined a sorority while attending USC. So she was, like, again, the lead in the college movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and she was on top of everything, keeping up with her studies, like her grades were great, participating in the sorority, um, having social life and spending time with Greg. So like so doing it all. So yeah. 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 So some of Samantha's professors at USC said that she never seemed to shy away from a challenge. So she looked at everything and was just like, OK, this is how we're going to tackle it. This is what we're going to do. We'll get her done. So, um, and that she strived to do better each day. So be a better version of herself. 
So Samantha was set to graduate in May of 2019 and was planning to travel to Israel and other places around the world um, after graduation. And during her time at USC, she had done some studying abroad, managing to study in various places around the world, one of which I do believe was Barcelona. Um, And all her travels were inspiring her to go after an international law degree. So that's that's pretty intense studying after that, hey? Um, So something she was leaning to do after she graduated from USC. So Greg had planned to move close to wherever Samantha ended up going to school just so they could keep being together. Uh, Their long-term plan, though, uh, was to eventually get married and move back to Samantha's hometown of Robbinsville. So they were already thinking way in advance of how they wanted life to go. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So March 28th, 2019, Samantha decided to have a night out with some of her friends. They were celebrating the nearing of the end of the semester, and some of them would be graduating at that point. So Samantha had been in contact with Greg the whole day, as you do when you're the cute, awesome couple, right? Uh, She had wanted him to go out with her that evening, uh, but he was already currently back at home visiting his family. Uh, This was a two-hour drive away, so it would have been a bit much to go out for the evening and then, you know, drive all the way back. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were planning on meeting up two days later anyways, so Greg told Samantha to, you know, go enjoy your night, have fun with your friends. Um, He believed she deserved it. Um, that like she had earned that fun night out. So, so Samantha and her friends uh, headed out to an area of Columbia called the Five Points. It was near the USC campus, so not too far away. And there was lots of shopping available, bars, things like that, like lots of fun stuff to do as a group. Uh, so they met up at her friend Edgar's place as it was close to the Five Points. And then they went down there at that point. So this was their usual meetup spot whenever they wanted to go hang out there. So, they, you know, just go go to Edgar's and then we'll go. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> they arrived in the Five Points area around 1230 a.m. on March 29th. So technically the next day. And that's usually how it went. Like, I mean, you go out to the bars, especially like you're that age, college age, whatever. We went home the next day. <laughs> You're getting your pre-drink on by 10, by 10, 30, 11. Usually you're on your way to a bar and by midnight you're in. So, and then you, you stay till you close down the bar. Usually. I mean, there were many a night that I was there when the lights all come on. They're like, get the fuck out. (laughs) The lights were the worst. I get it. Well, yeah. Cause then you look around, you see all the shit people have dropped, like so many lip chaps and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) that was the worst part was the people (laughs) well that's fair Uh, so at 12 40 a.m samantha and her friends made it into a local bar by the name of bird dog such a weird name for a bar um this was one of their usual go-tos and when they went out um and they all enjoyed some drinks and uh as they had and had some conversation i wrote that really weird oh well uh samantha had been texting with greg um the whole time you know kind of probably going oh so and so is laughing about this and you know just painting a picture of what's going on for you um so yeah basically just letting him know what was going on and if anything was funny or whatever so at 204 in the morning so here in alberta that would be like last call get the hell out like we're we're starting to shut her down uh sam called greg And she told him that she was done for the night and that she was going to go home um, in an Uber. Like she was, she had booked an Uber and she was going to go home that way. Uh, Samantha had to work the next day. So calling it a night earlier than her friends wasn't an unusual thing. So it wasn't like she was acting weird. She's, this was normal. So none of her friends questioned Samantha going home early as it was common for the group to slowly just split off from each other as the night went on. And apparently they didn't even really say goodbye to each other they'd just be like goodbye go and like before anybody really realized oh they just like disappear yeah I didn't do that in my day no and we, we i never did yes, either. you walked away from the group and didn't say anything like <laughs> we'd always let at least one person know but it was usually the person that you knew was going to tell everybody else yeah 
Well, yeah. exactly. That's, yeah, exactly. And I mean, she did it's not like she told Greg, but he wasn't in the group there either, right? So exactly. Again, not unusual. So <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. So at two oh nine a.m., Samantha got into a black Chevy Impala, intending to go home. Samantha used the app Find My Friends uh, with Greg and various other of her friends. Of that app, yep. Yeah. And it's just an app that just shows in lo- like real time your location and stuff. And you ha- it's by invite and blah, blah, blah. But um, it's just an easy way to people keep track of each other. So friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, uh, so they use the app. Um, so Greg and her and her friends and her. So naturally, after Samantha had called Greg to tell him about going to catch an Uber home, Greg tracked her on the app to make sure she made it home safely. Good job, Greg. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. And when Greg, yeah, when Greg checked the app, though, um, something didn't seem right. Samantha lived north of the Five Points area, but the app showed her as heading south. So the complete opposite direction. Uh, So, yeah, Greg immediately tried to call Samantha because he was... Like, maybe she was too drunk to realize they were going the wrong way. Um, But she did not answer. He kept trying for quite a while, but still no response from Samantha. And Greg even tried texting her, but still nothing. So Samantha always had uh, her read receipts on her phone. So people could see if she had read their messages without, like, I've only ever seen. It's more of an iPhone thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, but they, they only showed as delivered, like they never showed as read. So she never opened them. Received them or never opened them. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so he said, thought that was very unusual for her. Like she did at least look at it, mm-hmm. but she wasn't. So at 2.30 AM, Samantha's location on the app quit updating. So I think it was on, uh, Montgomery street or Avenue. I don't know what it was Montgomery one of the ones yeah and i can't remember but um it was on that street that it just showed her sitting there but it was wasn't updating her location anymore it was just stuck that's where she was kind of thing her phone her phone was anyway exactly yeah yeah so this was not like samantha at all this happened a lot uh sorry happened at a location approximately three miles south of the five points so complete total opposite direction um, at this point, uh, Greg began to worry, so he called Samantha's friends and roommates and informed them of what was going on. So none of them had even been aware that Samantha had even left. Um, so Samantha's friends confirmed the same thing on the app. So it wasn't just a glitch in his app. It was... They all saw where she was in the same spot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so they decided to drive to Samantha's last location, so on that Montgomery Street. Um um but their search of that area showed up nothing like there was no samantha no uber that they could find not that they even really knew what the uber looked like but yeah anything that was resembling her or the yeah yeah so her friends began to wonder if maybe her phone had just died while in the cab (laughs) um and that maybe she forgot to plug it in when she got home so, but either way, it was still showing her going south, which was weird, right? Right. Well, yeah, her phone was not going the same. So maybe her phone got stolen. That could have been a... Another possibility, yep. Except she had literally just been on it. On it with him, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, crazier shit's happened. <laughs> it's about... <Yeah. laughs> so her friends began to wonder if maybe her phone had died and all that. Um, and... They thought maybe she was already back at home. So they told Greg what they thought. And he kind of, it kind of settled, put his mind a little bit at ease. Like he's like, yeah, it's kind of weird, but maybe, maybe they're not wrong. Um, So he was finally able to go try and go to sleep. So, and her roommates also went home. But when her roommates got home, they noticed that Samantha's bedroom door was still open, which if she was sleeping, it would have been closed. Um, and she was not at home. It was now five o'clock in the morning and her roommates being the intoxicated group they were at that point just went to bed without thinking too much of it. They're like, well, maybe I'm sure they chalked it up to some weird excuse in their head at the time. 
as you all do, because you're really hoping for the best. What time did she start work at? Because didn't she have to go to work the next day, right? What time yeah. did she start her shift at? Uh, that I did not know. I didn't find that they information. Maybe she'd gone to work early or she worked early or something. Like, I know she worked in the morning, I think, but they didn't say what time. But it was definitely not that early in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So around 1030 the next morning, the roommates began to wake up. And they also noticed that Samantha's shoes were still gone. Um, and that her bedroom door was still open. So at this point, though, they're thinking maybe she had been home or come home after them and then just left before they got up. Which, I mean, when you're that young, you can bounce back that quickly from a late night out, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so unusual for her. Yeah, way. yeah. They're thinking maybe she had left and gone to work. Um, but they called her work and her work said that, no, she hadn't been there. Um, and that, um, but it wasn't like Samantha, because at that point, I think she would have been missing her shift. Um, right. yeah. So her roommates headed out again to all the places that they had gone the night before, um, as well as back to that street that was the last location on the app. Um, and still they didn't find anything. So by this point, Greg had woken, but still hadn't had any replies from Samantha. He checked in with her roommates and her and her work. And when nothing new had been discovered, he began the two hour drive back to Columbia to help find her. On his way back to Columbia, Greg called Samantha's parents to update them on the situation. Um, they were already on alert as normally they would have already had a text from Samantha or a phone call in the morning. Like she always apparently every day would like message them at least. That's sweet. Yeah. Do that one day. <laughs> but she hadn't done that yet. So her problem is. Right? Yeah. So her mom was already wondering something's up. Right. At 1 30 p.m., Samantha's roommates came back to the apartment. And it was then that they called the police. Um, they hadn't called the police prior to that, um, as they were under the assumption that someone would have to be missing for at least 24 hours before you can make a missing person report. Not that too. It's it's not true. I thought but, that too. I know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like we kind of got that from TV or some movie when we were kids, but it's it's a thing that people still believe to this day, even though it's not true. Make the call. Even if you're getting flack on the other, call back, get somebody again and like just make the call. Well, a wellness check doesn't harm anyone. Exactly. At all. Right. It might be like honestly it might be maybe it's annoying or you're like oh fuck the cop showed up at my house blah 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 but you know what i'd rather know that you're alive and okay and exactly safe and then yeah right yeah but not even just this is not just even a wellness check it's a she's gone like she's missing she has like we've looked she's normally nowhere. yeah yeah oh yeah okay. um so where am i at to do uh yeah so they did make the uh police report um and yeah so the police are now involved so police arrived shortly after the call um to question samantha's roommates about what they knew start filling out that report fleshing it out um the roommates told officers about the evening um that samantha was going to catch an uber and that also told police about the last known location on the find my friends app so they let them know about that as well so Greg soon arrived at the apartment as well, and he, too, also talked to the police, telling him about the phone call of her supposed to be getting in the Uber, like, right. everything. Yeah. So soon after the police left, Samantha's roommates were able to get onto her computer and into her email. Um, so they noticed in her emails that Uber had actually sent her an email in regards to a ride cancellation and the time worked out for right around the time she should have been picked up, like right after she got off the phone with Greg. Her Uber canceled. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if she knew that then. I guess we'll never. Uh-huh. Probably, probably didn't. Did you um, see what the reason was for the Uber canceling? Yes. Okay. Are you going to say that? Okay. I might need to be reminded because technically it doesn't come out till during the trial. Oh, okay. We can leave it till then. That's fine. Or we can mention it now, because, I mean, everybody knows. Well, no, we'll wait a minute. Keep it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, and the time of the cancellation coincided with Samantha um, having told Greg she was going to catch the Uber. And the Uber that was canceled, because, you know, they always have the description of the vehicle and whatever. um, The one that had been canceled was a charcoal gray Dodge Charger. So not even the same car is what she was seen getting into. Why did she not? I guess she wouldn't look at the car. She's just looking at the quick description and jumping in. Well, and yeah, and when it's late at night, charcoal well, gray look could look black. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So the group of roommates, as well as Greg, went out again looking for any sign of Samantha, but ended up with nothing yet again. So they changed tactics and went to the five points, and went to the a bar named Breakers. So they hadn't been to Breakers that night before, but they knew that it had numerous outdoor cameras and its location would give those cameras a very good view of the area. Um, But unfortunately, none of those cameras showed anything to do with Samantha. So So, the the police went there or the kids went there? The kids went there. The police kind of, they go in there collecting footage from around the area as well. Um. And they can probably get a lot more of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But the kids were looking like they're trying to figure out something, right? So yeah. the group then went to Bird Dog uh, to see if maybe the cameras there had caught anything because that was the bar they went to. Um, and one of the cameras actually had a view of the street out front. And sure enough, there was footage of Sam, uh, Samantha, sorry, getting into a black Chevy Impala at 2.09 a.m. So like, within a couple minutes of getting off the phone with Greg. Got in a car. Okay. Yeah. So her friends began to search the area for a black Chevy Impala. They're like, we're going to look for her everywhere. Um, they even went back to the street um, that her last known location was at and looked there too, even knocking on doors and talking to people. Oh, so wow. yeah, police at this time were also searching. They were looking at security footage from businesses in the area of five points to see if they could find out who had been driving the car now in the footage they could see this black chevy impala driving up and down the street all over the place like there was it didn't seem to have a rhyme or reason to what they were doing they weren't just chopping laps it was just kind of it was really weird right it was slow driving around yeah but it's just like it really drew your attention like it looked like they were looking for something but trouble it sounds like nobody knew what that was right yeah yeah so uh, when the driver sees Samantha on the sidewalk, they turn their car around like they're heading the opposite way. They whip their like a shitty right there in the street and come back and pull up next to Samantha. Um, she then quickly gets into the back of the car uh, and the car pulls out from the parking stall and drives off heading in the opposite direction of Samantha's apartment. So heading south. That would be fucking freaky. Yeah. Get so in the car and all of a sudden he flips around to go the opposite way that he should be going. Oh yeah. So police issue a bolo, so I'll be on the lookout for a black Chevy Impala. So 14 hours go by since Samantha goes missing. Police receive a call about a discovery made an hour and a half east of Columbia. So Ander Lee is this local to the area guy who was an avid hunter. And very familiar with the area. Ander and a friend of his had been turkey hunting that day about 78 miles east of Columbia when they stumbled across a human body in the bushes, just covered in blood. Like you almost couldn't tell it was a person because there's so much blood. Yeah. It it, it gets worse. I get into details that are just mm. anyways. Um they quickly called police around 4.20 p.m., um, but it actually took an hour and a half for police to arrive on scene. So they did, police didn't get there till 6 o'clock. That's, why so long? I don't know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. We have a human body here. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll be there in an hour and a half. Like, I guess I like... They're like, oh, well, the person's de- maybe they're like always dead anyway. But like, what about preserving the crime scene and like exactly, like, or at least if- sending out one guy to secure the scene, at least one. Yeah, no, they like let the farmer hunter guy sec- take care of it, right? Like, well, yeah, because I imagine they're like, don't leave. 
And then you got to sit there and wait until cops show up. That would suck. Yeah. Um, so police began to search the area for evidence. Um, they kind of found, well, obviously the body. Um, they found cigarette butts, beer cans, and an envelope. And wow. yeah, the envelope. Um, I am. I don't actually talk about how the envelope comes into play, but it's in reference to DNA. So, but there's lots of evidence in the. Oh, oh yeah, like it's more more evident than just justin's covid test results and how blaringly obviously positive it was right or, or mine damn it yeah so the body itself uh belonged to that of a young woman and the victim had several stab wounds and was covered in blood due to the lack of blood uh blood in the area though police believed that this was only a dump site that the actual murder had happened elsewhere um they also noted that the victim was missing her left earring and searching the area the earring was not there so it was probably back at the original crime scene uh another thing they noticed was that her fingernails um had been removed and now it wasn't made clear as to whether or not it was they were purposely removed or if from fighting back right but either way no fingernails so so any dna that would have been underneath them was gone yeah yeah so the vic yeah the victim had bruising all over her body um and the police quickly identified the victim as that of samantha samantha josephson um and so samantha's body was taken away to be further examined by for evidence oh it's awful yeah it is unfortunate like i mean wonderful sounding human being had a lot she had a good future yeah she did like she probably could have done a lot for a lot of people like why do the ones that contribute a ton to society end up being the ones that are like the headline right i that's 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 the cruelness of mother nature i guess i don't know it's like the it's just fucked up (laughs) i agree (laughs) yes uh where are we? okay yeah so police talked with samantha's parents at that point gave them the bad news um but they also asked if her parents would be able to check samantha's bank account to see if there was any any odd activity um and her parents were able to do so um and they but and they did notice uh two atm withdrawal attempts okay and it would have been after she had gotten into that car so that would be weird, right? Um, so the first attempt was at 5.45 in the morning, uh, an hour east of five points. Uh, the second attempt was at 6.45 in the morning in the Hampton Hills area of Columbia. Both attempts to withdraw cash had been unsuccessful, so they didn't get anything. Uh, the police then contacted the bank uh, that belonged to these ATMs and were able to get access to the ATM footage from both withdrawal attempts. And in the videos, uh, the video showed a man dressed in a black hoodie uh, wearing a mask and he had like the hoodie just tied like so it was just a little hole too. Like, but there's a mask. It, it was just like crazy. Um, and this guy was attempting to withdraw the money. Okay. So on March 30th, so next day, at three o'clock in the morning, Two officers were in the Five Points area when they noticed a black Chevy Impala driving around kind of weird again. Like, this car has an MO. (laughs) It's it's got a a predictable path. Yes. Um, So, yeah, they conducted a traffic stop because they're like, this guy's weird, plus, you know, Bolo for the Chevy Impala. Um, And so they conducted a traffic stop. Um, and the, there was a male driver as well as a female passenger. Oh, where's my screen? There's my screen. Come back to me, screen. Sorry. My computer popped up. Need to update this. And I'm like, no, you don't. And then it made Zoom minimize. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you lost me. You thought the computer shutting down. I was. I, I made sure it still showed it was active. So I was like, oh, thank God. We're still recording. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh. 
the driver seemed to cooperate with police answering questions, you know, like routine traffic stop. Um, right. When asked to produce an ID, though, the driver claimed not to have one on him. Uh, so police were like, okay, well, that's weird, but let's keep going with this. So they then asked the driver to step out of the car as they claimed, like the two officers on duty claimed that they could smell marijuana coming from the car. <laughs> Slightly, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a possibility, especially if this dude was driving all fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Don't drive and, yeah. Don't be high and drive, guys. Like, just nope. don't. It's not worth it. Right. Um, the man claimed to have smoked some marijuana earlier in the day, um, but still stepped out of the car as per police request. It's for cooperating. Yeah. Well, he cooperated long enough to step out of the vehicle, though, and then proceeded to go into a full sprint as fast as he could to leave the scene. Um, but these two officers were very quick on their feet and were able to apprehend the suspect um, within just a couple blocks. So he didn't make it very far. Good. Good. And did they figure out why he was running? <laughs> um, they will, yes. <laughs> So, uh, due to the man fleeing the scene, police had probable cause to perform a search on the vehicle at that point. Because, obviously, dude's hiding shit. Or he's afraid of them finding something. Oh. If he had just cooperated, he might have been okay. Well, like, I mean, first rule, don't murder. You know, but second rule, if you're going to do illegal shit, don't do illegal shit while you're doing the legal shit. (laughs) <laughs> exactly you're gonna get like, caught like, <sighs> yeah don't draw attention to yourself or the police may pull you over <laughs> uh, they don't burn. Uh, yes so so during the search they located a rose gold colored iphone okay. as well as a pink keychain um The police opened uh, the trunk of the Impala and immediately called for backup when they found a massive amount of blood. Like, there's a lot of blood in the trunk. It was blatantly obvious that there was blood there. So the forensics team showed up and started going over the car. Large spots of blood were discovered in various areas all over the car. Front seat, back seat, trunk, everywhere. Like, bloodbath. You had a passenger when you got pulled over? Uh-huh. I'll talk about who that is later. Awesome. Yeah. Um they also discovered um there was a footprint in the back window. Like fleshy foot, not like shoe foot. Fleshy yeah. foot. Oh my god, that sounds so gross. Barefoot? <laughs> yeah, barefoot. A barefoot. <laughs> I like fleshy foot better. <laughs> <laughs> What is that stuff that covers your your bones? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's just not wearing a sock or a shoe. Flesh, fleshy. <laughs> a fleshy foot. Okay. A barefoot. There was a barefoot. Yeah, it's a barefoot. Barefoot. Okay. Okay, there was uh, a barefoot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they found a footprint in the back window, and uh, there was a distinct odor of bleach throughout the car. There was also various cleaning supplies. Um, as well as a large saturation, saturated blood stain in the back seat, like quite large, quite saturated. Another odd finding was that the child safety locks on the back doors had been engaged. Um, so meaning that they, once those doors are closed, whoever's in the back seat can't open them from the inside. They can only be open from the outside. Was there not a car seat in the back seat also? No, yeah. no car seat. There was a booster seat in the back. Was there? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I didn't. Sorry, I'm gonna. I have to look it up now because I was like, "That's fucked up, man." He took the family car out to murder. So yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So police at this point were pretty confident that this was the guy they were looking for in Samantha's case. Wow. So the suspect in question was Nathaniel Rowland, age 24 years old. Samantha's body had been found only two miles away from Nathaniel's home. Uh, another rule. Don't dump the body near where you live. <laughs> yeah. like Not that we condone murder. Please don't murder. <laughs> don't, don't murder. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I mean, we need some. We need like we, there. I'm sure there's enough um, material out there to do podcasts for a very long time. Like we don't need new material. Yeah. So, but like, don't murder. Yeah, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Just do it. Yeah, so in October of 2018, Nathaniel had been charged for robbing a woman by forcing her to withdraw money from an ATM. So he had a history of robbing women and stealing money from an ATM. So Nathaniel and his girlfriend, Maria Howard, um, the female who had been in the car with him when they had been stopped, uh, were taken down to police station for questioning. Obviously, right? Yeah. So... (laughs) nathaniel would cooperate with the police saying he had nothing to do with it oh would not cooperate with the police sorry saying he had nothing to do with it like that was just his answer to everything didn't have anything to do with it um i can picture him i can picture him him saying that and i can picture myself just wanting to shake him and be like fucking answer the question (laughs) yeah um, police did a, a physical examination of Nathaniel and they found Sam's DNA under his fingernails. Uh, police were also able to use cell phone data from Nathaniel's phone. Uh, they placed him in both the, the, that data placed him in both the area of five points where Samantha had gotten into the Chevy Impala, as well as the location where Andrew Lee had discovered Samantha's body. So... Leave your cell phone at home. First of all, don't murder, but leave your cell phone at home. You can make like a checklist and every other thing is don't murder, but like... Basically, if you want to learn how to get away with it, all you have to do is read the book, uh, Good Girl's Guide to Murder or whatever. <laughs> There's a book? <laughs> yeah, it's a teenage, like a teen, young adult teen series. There's three of them. I have it's a, all three. It's a young yeah. adult series? See, I didn't know that when I got the book. I just saw a book that was about murder and it sounded really interesting. So I was like, cool, let's try it. And then I found out later it's actually in the youth section. Yeah, but that doesn't sound like anything youth should be reading. How well, get- the way it was written, it actually, it, it, I would have been fine with Lex reading it. So, to know. Yeah, it did. It, it was fine. Background. <laughs> Yeah, it was not not super descriptive like Stephen King is to the point where I want to yawn, but, you know, no offense, Stephen King, but you're really long-winded. <laughs> um, So where am I at here? Oh, yeah, there was security footage found of Nathaniel at a cell phone repair store trying to sell the rose gold cell phone. Um, and in the video, he is seen wearing the exact same clothing as the man seen at the ATM videos <laughs> trying to withdraw money from Samantha's account. There's just no brains involved in this. Like, yeah. I, there's nothing going on between the ears. There was only an angle and no thought about the process in between. None. Uh, yeah. Um, but I guess, uh, yeah, obviously they found the phone. So the guy at the cell phone repair place was like, uh, that seems a little sketchy. So, yeah, get the fuck out. So, Not buying that from you. Thanks, bud. Yeah. No, sounds good. Have fun. Go, it's covered go, in blood. So go, are you. go hawk your stolen shit somewhere else. Um, so when questioned by police, Maria uh, was way more cooperative, telling police about how Nathaniel had been gone all night. Um, how about uh, he didn't show up until about 8 a.m. the next morning uh, to take her to work, which at that point she was already an hour late for work because she didn't have a car. So he would drive her, I guess. Oh, um, so he was out, He was busy trying to cover his... No, he was busy trying to rob a dead person. Yeah. Um, she asked him for her work shirt and hat because she had left him in his car last time. Um, to which he basically just threw a wet shirt back at her. Like it was her work shirt, but it was just soaking wet. Yeah. Um, which she thought was weird, but kind of went with it. Um, but he had uh when asked where her hat was, Nathaniel had told her it was in the country with blood on it. Like, okay, won't tell her why the shirt's wet, but he'll tell her that her hat has blood all over it, so he ditched it in the country. Country with blood all over it. Who's blood? Why is there blood on my hat? <laughs> you think those country? would be normal questions a person would have? But maybe she was afraid. Right? Well, that I would be too. He is clearly capable of 
harming another person. Yeah. Um, Because it gets worse. So on the way to work, Maria noticed blood in the car and asked Nathaniel what had happened. But he just told her to mind her own business. That seems right. Yeah. yeah. I'd be a little concerned at that point. Um, (laughs) When asked why she hadn't called the police, Maria responded that she had been too scared of Nathaniel to do so. That's that's understanding. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no blame put there at all. Like, yeah. Police searched Maria's home and in the garbage, in a garbage located behind the home, they found bloody clothes, gloves, cleaning supplies. Oh, and I wrote gloves a second time. <laughs> Lots of gloves. Yeah. Um, police also found a pocket knife or a multi tool. So one of those ones right. that folds open into like the pliers and shit um, in the trash. Um, and the gloves and clothing, uh, when they were tested uh, for DNA, they came back as having both Sam, Mantha's, and Nathaniel's DNA on them. So both of them. Um, and the multi-tool, when both knife blades, because it had two knife blades, um, when both knife blades would be put into the out position, um, it created like this weird offset kind of tool thing. And apparently... Um, the marks that they left were consistent with the stab wounds that Samantha had incurred and I can only imagine like that would that would just tear you like it just not good Um, yeah so they matched the wounds on her body the DNA found on the knife uh, was that of Samantha as well as an unknown male Uh, the unknown male's DNA was never identified and that actually played a part in the trial because the defense was trying to say, well, obviously it could have been Nathaniel if there was another man's blood on the knife. Yeah, his, so, blood, his DNA was everywhere else, though. Yeah, so so much else. But no, because of this <laughs> one thing, like, hey, is, is it possible Nathaniel went off the deep end and stabbed a dude somewhere sometime? Likely, from the sounds of things. <laughs> yeah, like... Did that ever cross their brains? Because that was the first thought I had. It wasn't like, oh, some other dude could have done it or some other dude was involved. No, it's just he probably stabbed another guy at some point in time. But they're trying to make it that, no, it was definitely not him because there was another guy's DNA. There was so much circumstantial and so much like direct evidence (sighs) that they were literally grasping at straws to try and find a way to lessen the charges or get him off. Like, so bad. We won't be getting off for a long time. <laughs> well, we will, but it's going to be tell their dudes in prison. <laughs> oh, poor Melissa. I'm glad you didn't have that in your mouth. You would have snarfed, snarfed that tea all over your computer. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> yeah, so uh, all the other blood in the car came back as Samantha's. Um, and Samantha's fingerprints were found over several items that belonged to Nathaniel, including that envelope found in the country. The footprint in the back window of the Impala was also a match to Samantha's foot. So they were able to compare ridge detail, just wow. like your fingerprint. Yeah. And foot. yeah. Um, so I imagine she probably was attempting to break out the back window uh, when she was being attacked um, and unable to open. And also because she was unable to open the back doors, right? Because child safety mode was on. Uh, and the iPhone itself, the one he tried to sell, that rose gold one, it was also confirmed to be her phone. Of course it was. And they were able to confirm that based on screensaver that was on it, as well as the fact it was uh, uh, paired up to Samantha's MacBook something something. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were very able to confirm it was her phone. Everything was, yeah. <coughs> so Nathaniel was charged with kidnapping, murder, and possession of a weapon while committing a crime. Uh, he was denied bond on the 9th of June uh, of 2020. Uh, he pled not guilty and went on trial on July 20th of 2021. Well, and this is like this is uh, not guilty. Yeah, he pled not guilty. I mean, 
Because you do that and you immediately go to trial, whether it be a bench trial where it's just the judge or trial by jury, right? Um, so Nathaniel didn't seem to show any remorse during the trial at all. Um, during the trial, the forensic pathologist testified that there were more than 120 stab wounds over her whole body. Most of these were to her arms, chest, back, and her head. Um, some of the stab wounds to her head had been with so much force that they, those two blades, and they're not long blades on that uh, multi-tool, like maybe like they weren't, he was three, three inch max, right? Yeah, um, he'd stabbed with so much force to her head that some of them penetrated into Sam's, Samantha's brain. Um, the pathologist also said in court that Samantha had bled out so much that she had only had about a tablespoon of blood left in her body for them to try and get a blood sample from. Yeah, like completely bled out. We normally have one gallon of blood pumping yeah. through our bodies at any one time. Yeah. And one tablespoon left. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. So July 21st, 2021, the jury deliberated for only an hour. You know they're coming back unanimous after an hour. <laughs> like, they're like, fuck this guy. Like, it's never a good thing. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Like, you're the yeah. guy chances of them coming back not guilty within an hour slim to none if they're coming back that quickly generally you're fucked <laughs> you're you're going to jail for the rest of your life or death or count your eggs or your chickens or your whatever yeah because you know they're recommending the maximum oh, worst absolutely. sentence for you possible in that short of a time yeah <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so they only deliberated for an hour and they found him guilty of all charges Good. Yes. Um, so Samantha's mom, her victim impact statement that she gave during the sentencing trial was very moving and emotional. Um, like you could feel through to listen to just listening and watching the video of it. You could just yeah. feel her pain. Like you could tell. It was hard to listen to, but that's that's the point of the impact statement is to be hard to listen to because yeah that pain and yeah i just wanted to like reach through my screen and like give her a hug yeah well, um yeah because yeah, you could feel like the word she chose and just she used um talked about the amount of stab wounds quite often and not just in context to how many stab wounds her daughter had but she's like 120 this of me not sleeping blah 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 like she kept throwing like really drove that number in so well i believe i remember um the me saying mr beaver his name was beaver his last name was beaver was oh really <laughs> it was or i was dreaming but i have to look that up now also because i'm pretty sure because he spelt it out and everything and i was like no <laughs> but he said that um there probably actually was even more than 120 but in his report at that point he said there's like no point in counting anymore because like they yeah they so like he's they, they lost count after 120 basically yeah so i mean she oh it's awful oh. yeah like that's a severe amount of rage yeah like that's pure rage at that point and over what though i wonder right like yeah. well in her her impact statement she's like what over 35 dollars in her account which like he really no he and he didn't even get it a phone he couldn't pawn like if you're gonna rob a college or university student don't rob a college or university student they don't got money yeah. there's a reason why they eat shitty the whole time you're in college or universities because you can't afford the good food yeah get a fucking job yeah stop killing and stealing and just stop yeah um throughout many states this murder actually played a big role in creating new laws yes. regarding uber um and ride shares in these places and even um there was a federal law put in place that was signed by joe biden um and put into place called samantha's law um and basically it required ride shares to have a front license plate as well as the back um just 
you know, because if they had had, um, if they had, had that car had actually had a license plate in the front, it would have been easier for her to check and see that that was not the Uber she was looking for. Um, they also suggested cannibal QR code so you could see who they work for and all that other stuff on the outside of the car. So it'd be before they even have to get in. Or for sure yeah yes and illuminated signs for at night with which ride share they were you know just make it easier for the person to identify that yes this is the car that i need to be getting into because i can trust this person to get me home well one tip i heard was you're supposed to ask them to tell you what your name is and it's actually her parents that started that yeah which is oh what was it it's sammy sammy It was like, is an acronym, right? Yeah. Um, but basically the whole gist of it is, yeah, you ask your driver what your name is. And if they don't know, don't get in the fucking car because they're not your driver. Because your driver has access to your profile mm-hmm. on these rideshare apps. Um, so they should know. Yeah. yeah. So, And it's um the name of their foundation that started at the campaigning for that. Um, was It's like hashtag uh, what's my name? It's the What's My Name Foundation, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm pretty sure. Hey, bitch. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, and these all these laws were attempting to make ride shares more safe for the passenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the ne- the positive outcome of this very negative situation was some laws put in place to hopefully prevent this from happening again so it's it's awareness mm-hmm. it's, teaching, it's teaching awareness too because i mean for us i mean she was not near our age but for us growing up like i mean you we had that whole like code word thing right you go to the park yeah right? stranger comes to you you have a code word what's the code word right and like if you don't know the code word i'm not going with you I think it should it should be the same, right? But I yeah. feel like we've lost touch with teaching our safety, that, that safety stuff, right? Well, it's should like, I say common sense safety? Right, well, common. <laughs> well, no, there's common sense is like on the endangered anymore. species list, man. <laughs> I swear, there's like next to none of it in the world anymore. It seems that's true. true, but like. But it's like teaching teaching people that or even like when you sign up on Uber or any of those rideshare apps, like right away, like right in the front, please ensure your driver's license plate matches yeah. the one that you ordered, whether it's on the front or the back of the car. If you have to take two more steps to the back of the car to look and then you go, oh, shit, that's not the same license plate or that's like there yeah. is a license plate or, you know. Yeah. Oh, and with that, the reason why the rideshare, like the Uber was canceled was because the driver actually ended up testifying in court and he said that he had arrived there waited for her she didn't come so he basically sent for an authorization of cancellation being as she was not there he looked everywhere for her like he actually looked tried to find her did that cancellation come after she'd been picked up then oh okay i miss i miss I didn't say that because if I did, then I'd have to kind of jump ahead. Yeah, to no, no. I, it. When I watched the um, the video, um, I I guess I missed that he had canceled after. I thought that he had already been and canceled, and she hadn't seen the email and just got into the like. No. But she would have got that on her phone right away if she was paying attention. Yeah, right. And she was clearly because you see her on her phone on the videos. So on the yeah. surveillance video. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. So he canceled so, it after the fact. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was nice of him to try and find her. Like, it's nice to know that they don't just pull up and be like, eh, bitch ain't here and drive off. You know, yeah. like he actually was trying to find her. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. It's but, one of those situations where if one thing had just been different here, there, or whatever, it might not have happened. That's true. But then none of these other things that will hopefully prevent further deaths or further things like that happening in the future might not have been in place either. So. Exactly. And, 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 and he wouldn't have the other. Which is- from the way he was 
like cruising the street that night if it wasn't her it was going to be somebody else yeah like yeah he seemed on a mission so but and maybe someone else's death may not have impacted the same way either so yeah it's hard to say you never know which is so wild <laughs> it's, yeah it's a it's a odd concept to think right yeah they're just one little thing slightly different and a whole different outcome could have happened oh excuse me i burped butterflies yeah so yeah that's it it's not even hot anymore for sure your tea my sugar water now it's a hot lemon it was a hot lemon and honey with a cinnamon stick from the dominican in it oh yeah Mm-hmm. But soaking it all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god, I feel like a bag of smashed <laughs> I really hope that comes through on the recording. <laughs> uh, it might have if you I heard just it. <laughs> pictured a little cartoon character holding a bag of like little buttholes. You can kind of see them through the plastic. Oh my god. The way my brain works, I tell you, it's hysterical sometimes. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So next week's episode will feature both of us without the vid. Maybe you might need two weeks before that happens. Because I probably had it for like two weeks. I probably had it for the whole week before I even had recorded last week's episode. Oh, see, and like Tuesday night this week. I felt a little weird in the evening. Wednesday, I felt like crap. Yesterday, I felt like crap. And for shits and giggles, was like, let's just check and see. And then there was no giggles, only shits, because I had the vid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that works about the same timeline I did. Oh, so God. you've got probably about another week. Yeah, you're right. Probably another week. Great. Great. You're starting on a Tuesday, too. So am I. Fun. Yeah, I should let you get your rest and get your sleep and feel better. Yeah, thanks for thanks for hosting. Again, thanks for listening, listeners. Find us on all the places. What are they? TikTok, Facebook, Facebook. There's the page, and then also getting high with true crime podcast, which is our group. Uh, where you can share anything, talk about everything, just talk to similar minded weird people like the rest of us. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then also you can email us at getting high with true crime at gmail.com. Do you get emails? Uh, I don't know, I haven't checked in a little while, <laughs> probably in like a week and a half, actually, now that I think about That's it. Good. <laughs> Future uh, listeners. <laughs> nothing no nothing from uh, anybody. No, nothing from any listeners, anyways. Okay. No, it's just all so you could be the first person. Yeah, come on. Just say uh first person to send us an email with a funny I got high story or crime story. Uh in- include your mailing address and I will send you stickers. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, so you could be the first one. This is an Easter egg. So we'll know if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll know if you're really out there. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you are. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is it. That is all. Thanks, Linnea. You're welcome. Thanks, Samantha. Sorry that you did. You lost your life for that bullshit but at least there's some been some positive things that have come from it you have an amazing family that's for sure yes you do they are out there speaking your truth every day um and they sound like really good people so yeah which makes sense being as you sounded like a really amazing human too yeah you're still doing amazing things here even if you're not and i hope greg is doing good yeah because he sounded like a really good boyfriend so mm-hmm. someone caught him i hope so <laughs> one day maybe <laughs> maybe if, if not already one day yeah so. totally. 
Okay. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. And uh, stay lifted. Oh shit. Now I gotta find the button again. <laughs>